Hello, hello everybody. Thank you for joining me. My client Viv is gonna be on today. This is the first time I've ever gone live with a client, so I'm super excited. She's a little over 90 days alcohol-free and uh, she wants to share her story. She's got stuff to share and she wants to help. She wants to recover out loud. She wants to help others overcome shame and um, you know, have the courage to live out loud. And she's got um, a lot to say about living um, alcohol-free and having a good time doing it and all that good stuff. So I'm just going to give her a couple minutes to, um, to join in. One second, sorry. Okay. Um, it's our first Instagram Live, so um, we'll see how this goes. Anyways, I'm kind of excited for like a happy hour on a Tuesday. I've got my um, groovy dry seco. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for joining. Um, I'm glad you're all here. Super excited to have my client Viv come and talk to us and kind of share her story about how she overcame alcohol. She's like 90 plus days sober. So that's kind of, I mean, it's a long time, but it's also still early sobriety, but she's feeling awesome. And she's been able to overcome shame and share her story out loud and go out and have a ton of fun. So I, I know she's going to be an inspiration to all of you. Um, so I'm super excited to have her here. Um, so I'm, I apologize. I'm a little confused because I've got people asking to be in my video, but it's not Viv. So um, I am waiting for Viv. Hi, Lisa. Um, anyways, I'll, I got a story to share with you while we wait. I did something new today. So I joined this new, very fancy gym. It intimidates me. It snowed in the Chicagoland area today. And um, some people were like wearing fur coats to the gym. It's that kind of fancy. And um, I signed up for my first class, which was a dance class. And I haven't been to a dance class for as long as I can remember. And so I was super intimidated and absolutely terrified to show up to the dance class today, but I worked through my own fear of trying something new and I got there and it was so fun. It was this hot guy in a Superman leotard and we danced like to Latin music and um, oh my gosh, we had so much fun and I think I'm going to find a community of like-minded people there and um, it was just, it was just awesome. So you know what? I'm signed up again for next week and next week it'll be easy because I know the drill. I know what to do. But anytime you're trying something new, it's hard. It's terrifying. Um, you know, I had anxiety. I had social anxiety. I had fear. I had like, oh my gosh, I got to look in the mirror while I, while I move. But I really love to dance and it turned out to be so much fun. So maybe that's some inspiration for you to push through it actually reminded me of um, getting sober so I see Viv now um, she has joined she's gonna be um, asking to hopefully to come on um, in in a minute because I know you're here to hurt hear her talk not just hear me blab at you um, let me see what I can do here. 
Here we go. Thank you for your patience. It's always funny to watch faces. Hey, there Am she I is. On? Hi. How's it going? Good. Good. How are you? I'm good. So I just was sharing a story of um, how I went to a dance class today at my new gym, and I was so scared and intimidated to show up. Um, and I did, and it just reminded me of like getting sober, trying new things breaking through, you know, your own insecurity and all that stuff. So I was just chatting with the group about that before you arrived. But really, we're here to, to talk to you, to hear what you have to say. Um, you're so brave to do this. You want to share just like a little bit about why this is important to you to even come on and do an Instagram live and, and share your story out loud? Absolutely. Um, when I first started this journey, it was, I was sober curious and I understand now what that really in fact means. Um, it meant that I was unhappy, uh, and I, it meant that it, it was progressive. I could see it being progressing in my life and I could see that it wasn't only, um, affecting me. Uh, I thought the party was fun in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that that all those things that basically I was going to give up, um, you know, how, who, who was I going to be like? Then mm -hmm. there's, there was, there was all of the um, friendships that we have and that we create and we create around um, drinking, which mm -hmm. I really want to preface this by saying not everybody that drinks I, I don't believe has a problem, but you know, for me, in my life, it, it started to become a problem. When it's no longer fun, when the next day you're either regretting things that were said because you had that, what do we call liquid courage? Mm -hmm. Or maybe you bla blacked out right? And you, and you didn't remember what happened. And all those things, um, that had started out to be fun and cute and everything else were starting to become problems. And I just feel that in this day and age, it's so glamorized because we see people out at brunch and we see people, you know, throwing around the mimosas and doing all of that. And that's, you know, that's great. That's great for the person that can, that can do that, have that one and two and still have that normalcy and enjoy themselves. But mm -hmm. I was the one that was having more of the mo than the me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Yeah. So I wanted, I, I think it's important to share because for some reason, and I, I, I still, I, I still, it's not that I don't understand why, but we, we back away from, from, from saying, Hey, I'm sober because it, for me, it's in the beginning, as you know, um, you know, even coming to you, it was you, when I came to you first, it was, it was embarrassing. It was, it was shameful. And, it, you know, and for, I was looking on Instagram and I was hashtagging sobriety for probably a good solid two years and reading other people's stories because I thought, honestly, I was in this alone. I was the I was the one out. I was the odd man out. I was the person that um, that this was only happening to. 
And I thought, you know what? It's nobody else goes through this. Nobody else really talks about this. So then when I started going into sober curious or sober, um, just, just hashtagging anything that I could, because there was, when I, when I looked up on um, Googling, automatically the Google pages that would come up were um, to go into uh, um, rehab. And to me in, in my industry, um, and as being a woman, um, in my, in my industry, it, it, drinking is, is, I mean, that's how you deal with everything. It's, mm -hmm. it's part of the culture. Um, I'm in, and I also, uh, I also didn't see that there was a platform for anyone that would say, Hey, I'm, I'm sober curious. I don't know what's going on because I'm not missing work. I'm not, I haven't lost everything. And I haven't hit that rock bottom because everybody's rock bottom is so different, um, you know? And we, we, we equate a rock bottom, or at, at least I did, with um, someone that was basically had lost everything, didn't have their shit together and all that stuff. But the mm -hmm. truth was during the workday, and I'm 100% um, the what I do is, is high produce, high producing sales. Um, I'm commission only. And in that type, I, you know, I could show up every day. I could do, I could speak, I could be, but come seven, eight o'clock, the witching hour is what we call it now. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it would say to me, now it was, you know what, you deserve a glass. You work so hard, or what an asshole! Uh, what 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 a day! Your your day was so horrible, and nobody was talking about this. It's you know it's 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 mobbing juice. It's wine time. It's wine o'clock, and everybody's speaking everywhere about that. And you don't even realize this. You don't realize what is being put in front of you because you're in it. You're in the fishbowl. Mm -hmm. how can you see something when you're how can you tell how can you ask a fish what water feels like if they're always in it mm -hmm. and it's almost like questioning it created the would create the problem exactly you know, it, as long as you kept drinking everything was fine even if you weren't feeling well even you know you were blacking out you weren't feeling well you saw it progress it was affecting your relationships, but that was very normal. To, to take a step back and question your drinking seemed like, now, now that's a problem. Right, <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. So uh, it, for me, this, uh, wanting to talk about this, is mm -hmm. that, there's, that there is that gray, what I want to call a gray area of drinking. Mm -hmm. The gray area of drinking is you are still high functioning. You still can, can, you know, homeschool the kids because, you know, some kids are back to school now and some kids are home. Or you can show up to your job and do it effectively. And, um, but at the same time, you can have a drinking problem. You can be an alcoholic. Yeah. You know? So you want your past self and other women like you to know that, I mean, that's why you're speaking out loud, that if you're questioning your drinking, even if you're showing up to work, 
it's okay to question and drinking might be a problem for you. Even it, if you yeah. haven't hit a rock bottom and it's okay to talk about and it's, it's okay, okay to get help. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. When, when people, um, when I've gone to restaurants and I say, I'll order something, let's say I'll order a margarita. Can you please, I, you know, I want a virgin margarita. And they'll ask me why it, it's been even waiters. And mm -hmm. I said, because I'm, I'm a, a better, happier person sober than when I was ever drunk. Aww. And they're like, yeah. And they're like, well, me, me too, but that's okay. And I think it's because it's the culture around us. And I, and I emphatically, you know, if you, if for you, for whatever reason, believe, thank you. But if you, for whatever th reason, think the next day or even at the end of the night and you're, because sometimes I say that there, for me, there was three, three, three types of people that would show up. One was the angry person that was angry about the day and drink the other one was the one that had the great sales month or is a great sales day or had you know the high five and I deserve a drink and then there was the third person that all of a sudden and it could be hormonal you know it could mm -hmm. be for male or female um that it was affecting me and I was sad and and I was sad and I was like I don't like the way that I'm feeling. So let me have a glass of wine to take off the edge. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's like I told you in the beginning, I'm tired of living on the edge. Yeah. And yeah. now, yeah. And now I realize um, through talking to you, it, it was such an eye opening for me to see myself be, go through all those moods have those bad days, feel the bad days, feel the great days, the awesome days, the more fantastic days, because even though, and I don't like to put black or white, bad or good, because, you know, there's no such thing. We're living this life and, you know, we're living it to the best of our ability. We all are. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, that uh, when it comes to having that, um, the, the day that you, you know, the next day that you don't feel good and you woke up and you're like, well, why did I do that? Why did I drink so much? And, you know, I know better and all of that stuff. And then the regret and then anxiety is what I call it. And all of that stuff creeps in and you hate that feeling because you're like, it's, it's, why am I feeling anxious? Oh my God. Um, and it was just progressing it was being progressive. I could just see it more and more because I was relying more on the alcohol because I had never been able or taught to deal with my feelings. Now mm -hmm. I didn't start drinking. Um, my daughters are 33, the uh, oldest one in 30, but I, I didn't start drinking till I was about uh, 26 and and 26 year olds you know you drink and it's nice and it's it's what is done you know or for me at that time mm -hmm. but then i started relying more and more on the alcohol um it's progressive it was very progressive and i even told myself i don't have a problem i don't have a problem there's no problem what you know what i could stop drinking and i did and i said i'm gonna stop drinking for 30 days Made it to 27 days. I was so proud of myself. See, you're fine. Not a problem. You stopped. Mm -hmm. 
And then I went out to dinner with my husband. And I was like, I'll have a glass of wine. Look, I did 27 days on my head, basically. Mm -hmm. And the next day, I was like, well, I deserve, look, because I don't have a problem. Two glasses right. of wine. Yeah, and then that's, the next that's day, similar to me. My not drinking experiments were to prove that I didn't have a drinking problem and not to remove alcohol from my life. But when you came to me for coaching, you were in a different place. So what pushed you to say, like, I'm going to get a coach and I'm ready to address this for the long term? The reason I, I decided on coaching was, first of all, I felt I, I came to coaching because I felt if uh, you can get a business coach, if you go to a gym and you get the free int introductory to a trainer, like you sign up and they give you, and they give you a coach because you don't know how to use the machines. Um, or maybe even your child's in baseball and he doesn't know how to hold the bat. He gets mm -hmm. the coach. I didn't know what that felt like to be sober. And when I came to you was one of my, it was a low, it was my low. I was broken inside. I had ruined my husband's birthday. I had been on a, a two week bender. This is how bad it got. It got to from having alcohol as a celebratory. And I'm talking about, um, I was, you know, I would drink cabs and I would drink, um, First, it was I would drink, you know, cab with dinner, and then it it started snowballing into more and more drinking of different types, happy hours, and and it was just progressive. And then when I started noticing that after happy hour, I would stop by the store and pick up a bottle of wine and sit on the couch, and then it started progressing to, I could when we went out my husband, you know, he would just be like, what, can you just watch your drinking bib? You know, just, just watch it. And we, I would watch it. And maybe I would watch it where it wouldn't, you know, I, I would be on that teeter. And then I would have to pick up more alcohol mm -hmm. on my way home. Because now I was embarrassed to go all in. And then it progressed to it was his 40th birthday we went off to this beautiful place, which was all inclusive, and they had an array of alcohol there, you know, in your room with the bottles and everything stocked. So we were drinking on the beach and I was waking up hung over. And by the time, you know, I was waking up and having cereal, <laughs> not even cereal, I was having probably, you know, four or five shots of tequila in and three beers to chase it, just to take the edge off. Mm -hmm. That's when, and, and at that point, I had already set in motion, I need to speak to Heather. And I had spoke to other coaches, but I didn't, I didn't, you know, to me, I didn't jive with them. I read your stories, your blogs. As I read them, and I read them to my husband, and I started, I would, I literally would just tear up because it was me, it was me. And, and he would just look at me and say, I didn't know, I, to him it was like, to him it was like, because if he didn't, after, I, after we came home, if he didn't pick up that bottle, I would get upset. Mm -hmm. And he was left dealing with that person. 
the one that was left. And, you know, I, then that's when I decided, you know what, I can't do this. I can't, I can't do this. And I'm not, not knocking AA. I am not knocking AA because I think every person identifies with, with whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. But when I went to AA, it wasn't for me. I just didn't, I couldn't identify myself. I needed someone one-on-one where I could say, you know what, this, this is my problem and I can't do it alone. And I need to talk to somebody about it. And, and I, when I read your, your blogs, one that impacted me was when you went on vacation. And I, I can't remember how long you had been sober, but um, you just sat on the beach and cried your eyes out because you couldn't partake with everybody else that was drinking. And they were normal. And you're like, why? That happened to me? I was like, why can't I be normal? Why can't I be normal? And now I honestly, there's two ways I look at normal. Are, are we normal or are we just not talking about it? That's the wow, that's thing. a really beautiful moment of surrender that you had, Viv. So I'm so happy you've reached out. Uh, getting support is often the golden ticket to success, you know, connection and having somebody to talk to. And that was just so brave of you, one, to admit your struggles to your husband, which you hadn't done. He didn't know how bad it was, right? Even though you were left picking up the pieces, he didn't know what was going on in your mind. He didn't didn't understand it, even though I could convey it. And I even have people because this, um, when I had, so I had been on a a, a two-week bender where I was in that loop. Mm -hmm. And in that loop, I was at, at that hotel room and I had just, I was, all I knew is that on Friday, I had an an appointment to speak to Heather and I had, I could not show up, fucked up. I couldn't. So you know what? You have to go through the, through not drinking. You got to do this before you show up. And I didn't realize how bad it was because when I did it like three days before, which was. Uh, January 17th and it was at night and I said I have to speak to this woman coherently and in my 100% because I have to be 100% coherent when I'm when I'm doing this so I did and going through that um, the, 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 the the crisis of it was nothing mm-hmm. as what I expected I had expected. So, for example, sometimes when you would, if you drink and you go through sweating all night and your body temperature is just going into the sweat. And I would say, oh, I'm probably going through menopause. And my uh, visceral, the way that my fat was, the, my, my stomach was just, it was uncontained. But when I had to make that commitment to speak to you, it was three days before, and when I went through that, it was really big. It was showers. I had to take showers. I, you know, songs, there's certain songs that get you through certain things, and my, mm-hmm. my song was like, I Will Survive from mm-hmm. Gloria Gaynor, mm-hmm. and, and I know why now. I know why that song is, and it's because when you stop alcohol, 
And for me, early on, and I don't want to say early on because it wasn't. It, people look at me and say, my God, you did it so fast and you did it so good and you did it so brave. Well, no, I was in a five year in the making to just even put my toe in. In the two years I was looking up at, you know, the sober curious. Right. And yeah, and then I thought, well, maybe if I work out and, and I, I start working out, that'll get me away from the alcohol and get me more healthy. And that wasn't, and that wasn't happening. I was showing up, God bless my trainer's heart, still <laughs> with, the, with, you know, alcohol and, and she could smell it and we would talk about it. Mm -hmm. And, and she, you know, and, and thank God, you know, she wasn't one of those that was, um, she never judged me. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, well, because she, she wasn't, she was a personal trainer. She's not a sober coach. She, so she's not trained. All she mm -hmm. could do is just say, today is today and tomorrow we'll try again. Right. And right. yeah. And so when I went through that and I spoke to you and I just let it all out and what your words were so comforting, were like, you know what, Viv? You're here. We don't know how tomorrow is going to go. We're doing it today and congratulations and going through it. I didn't know. I mean, I honestly did not know what it was going to be like because the idea of never ever having another drink, I couldn't even fathom it. Even when I spoke to you, you know, I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And as I was going through it and as each day would go by and I could see changes in me and the changes after, and I'm talking after, you know, basically your after detox, after mm -hmm. the detox, which detox was, was very bad. It was bad for three days. And after the detox, which was already on the third day after you saw me, um, I, after the detox, it was still, I was down that emotional roller coaster, but I still couldn't fathom saying bye to alcohol because my friends, how am I going to be fun with, with my friends? How am I going to have a Friday night with my husband when I want to relax? How, how am I going to be at family functions? How am I going to be at, um, thank God we had COVID, but we still had Zoom meetings and all of those things that were going on. And then they opened up, you know, restaurants. So now people were wanting to get together. And I was just thinking and thinking and thinking. And then once I, I got more and more understanding and speaking with you, I realized that I was in a bad relationship and I was breaking up with alcohol and the breakup was like the kind hearted boyfriend that makes you feel sexy and makes you feel, you know, comforts you when you're having a bad day or makes you feel amazing or, or, or. And then I realized that at the end when that bad boyfriend is beating you up, making you feel like shit that's the next day maybe even beating the shit out of you and you're at the point of a blackout, it's no longer a good relationship. So that, that breakup was a true actual breakup. Mm -hmm. I, I broke up and I mourned it and I cried about it. And, but I saw my life be so much better because now I was having conversations with my husband. Now I was actually posting and I was reading to him and 
he was now having a relationship with the true self, the true me. And when I couldn't handle it, when I felt that it was, when I, when I felt, cause you feel your, their habits. And what is it like when you break up with, with a bad boyfriend and you don't have them around, you romanticize the good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was romanticizing the good times. And when I did that, and we were talking about it and you were like, okay, well, what are we going to do when we romanticize about that? What are we going to do, Viv? What does Viv do to, to, to take it, to pamper herself, to love herself and not look for a bottle or a glass of champagne or tequila shots or whatever, whatever, whatever your drink of choice is. What, what do you do for your self-love? Mm-hmm. And I really started sitting and thinking, and I sat in the tub with lavender salts and played music. And I told you I mantraed and did everything I could. And I journaled. Um, and part of my journaling now, when I look back was I would journal my sober life. I would write about what it would look like because I wanted it so bad, but I just didn't know how it was going to look since then. And and we've talked about this. My first big holiday was Valentine's. And I was I was in this place where I realized that there were so many alcohol free alternatives. And I thought, oh wow, there's you know, alcohol free alternatives. So, you know, I can do this. I, I can do this. It's gonna, it's gonna look the same. It's gonna look, you know, it's gonna look the same. It's gonna feel the same because I want to create this Valentine's where we have the chocolate covered strawberries and the alcohol free champagne. And we were talking and you said something to me. And like I said, you've been the kindest person in the world to me because you never ever told me what to do. You never told me what to do. You put it out there, you held the mirror and I looked at the mirror and you said, Viv, do you really want to recreate what you did sitting on the sofa by yourself just because it's alcohol free? Or do you want to create something new in the unknown? In the unknown is where we create. You can't create the unknown. It's when it's the unknown that you know what? The universe just opens up. God gives you grace. And then you start looking and you open up and you start creating things from the new. And then you ask me, how long have you been researching alcohol-free alternatives? And it hit me. And I thought, I'm, I'm still in the monkey mind. I'm still trying to get the bad boyfriend, but a better version of the bad boyfriend. <laughs> and you told me, you know what, for me, Viv, for me, it was a year that I couldn't even sit and have an alternative. And you, you told me, that's everybody's choice. But if you're trying to create something new, you know, it's something to think about. That and was I such thought a turning of, point for you. It was, it really was, it really was. One of the other things that I remembered was, it, it was a little bit of, sh- no, it was a lot of shame. And little by little, I was starting to let it out. And one of my friends asked me, so have you thrown away all your champagne glasses? Have you thrown away all your highball glasses, your old fashions, your old this? And I was like, 
it wasn't the glass that was the problem. Right. It what was in the glass that was in the problem. <laughs> you know? So, you know, I do <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it's 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 the having the the you know the soda water and making it so much more um interesting for myself. You know, you have uh, done awesome things i mean when you're you've gone on vacation you've ordered amazing drinks so i think that is one thing so first of all with the non-alcoholic stuff when you were like a month in or less for valentine's day it was like addiction starts with a compulsion of thinking obsessing over something and yeah you were obsessing over the alcohol free stuff almost as much as you were obsessing over the alcohol. So that's when it was like, this is not for you right now. That doesn't mean it will <laughs> never be. But you are stuck in a, in a mind loop over this. This is just not where your energy goes. And again, of course, I didn't tell you what to do, but we, you came to that aha with my questions. So that was truly beautiful. And you found pink lemonade and you found all these mm -hmm. things. You can put them in your glasses and you figured out a way to make it work. How did you go from the shame of like, I have to get a coach, I'm not normal, you know, um, I have a problem to now like going on an Instagram live with my coach saying like being sober <laughs> is awesome. I've created the new, I'm not embarrassed. I'm really proud. How did, you, how did you get from there to there? The mind click for me was I started seeing, um, noticing, well, the coaching part of it was if you get a coach, in anything that you do, like I said, the, you get it for your kids, you get it for whatever it is, whatever you're knitting, you know, right. you don't, you may not want to think that it's a, a coach, but it's a master, right? right? Somebody that's mastered it. So Somebody I thought been where you are and knows how to get to where you want to be. Right. That's mastered yeah. it. Right. Yeah. So, cause I, I, I talked to actually friends before this and I said, Hey, these were friends, good friends. And I, and I don't blame my friends in any, and I don't judge them at all because they don't, they, they don't know what is good for me or what is bad for me may not be good or bad for them. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, when I was speaking to the, the person that was my friend, I said, Hey, I might have a, a drinking problem. They're like, well, how much are you drinking? I said, about a bottle a night on the couch by myself. Nah, you're fine. So I was like, okay, am I fine? All right, am I fine? But then I started, like, again, paying attention, not feeling fine. Mm -hmm. And then I thought to myself, you know what? You tried AA, you walked in there, you didn't feel, it just wasn't for you. It just wasn't for you. It's, and nothing to knock AA, because I think it's a wonderful, beautiful respite for people that mm -hmm. it, not one thing suits everyone. Some right. people like jujitsu, some people like, whatever it is. Right. Right. Okay. So, but I knew I needed a, I needed a coach. I needed a sober coach that had gone through and I read your blogs and I identified with you and I watched you and I read everything about you and a lot of other coaches, but you seemed to me to be funny. Um, you understood you made fun of yourself in the sense of this isn't, you know, yeah, you know, this isn't something that we really have to, I don't want to say cry over because it's not a crying matter. It's a, Hey, 
you know, you're in an, in an, you're leveling up. Yeah. So let's level up. That's sad. And, yeah. That's sad exactly. to let go of drinking. I mean, you cry your eyes out doing it, <laughs> but you come to see that a sober life isn't a sad life. Well, that's how I was able to make that crossover to, I'm never drinking again. I'm okay. never drinking again. Be and, and I, you know, I say this wholeheartedly because my life has changed in so many different ways. I, like I said, to have a conversation with, and like I said, I've been on vacation with, um, so the place where I detoxed, and it's such a cliche, but the place where I detoxed was Tijuana, Mexico. And, and I didn't, it wasn't that I detoxed at a place in Tijuana, Mexico. It was that I had been on a two week bender at this resort and that's where I decided enough. And uh, so I went back to that resort um, and I remember sitting with, with you before I, because it was like five or six of us going and everybody drank and my husband drinks and he doesn't have a problem. Like it, for him, it's one, two and he's cool. That's it, you know, but that wasn't me. So I thought, Heather, what am I going to do? What am I going to do when everybody's ordering the shots and I'm just left there standing and feeling like an asshole? <laughs> and you told me, visualize. What are you going to do, babe? Visualize it. You go on, on, you're going into the same resort. You're walking th through those doors. You're stepping up to the bar. Everybody's around you. Everybody's ordering shots. What is Vivian going to do? And I started visualizing. Well, Vivian's going to order jalapeno, uh, margarita, rim salt, tahini, and no alcohol. Or she's going to order a pina colada and hold the alcohol. And I started visualizing these things. And, and when I did that, and I could do the visualization, and when I arrived at that point, when I was there, it was as if I had practiced it already. Mm -hmm. And it felt, it felt normal and it felt okay. And there were people there because the person, one of the people that were there, I hadn't seen for 10 years. She was my mentor. And um, I had in a way a speech that I was going to tell her, Hey, I'm not drinking beforehand. And mm -hmm. I had told you about, and then I realized it's nobody's business. It's nobody. I don't have to explain myself why I'm doing this or give them a heads up beforehand why am I, first of all, I'm already setting up in motion to, for someone to feel uncomfortable for me to explain that I have a drinking problem. So therefore be uncomfortable around me drinking because I couldn't handle my scandal. Mm. So I thought, you know, let me, ha let me, ha let me do me. Who am I? Then I started telling you, you know what, Heather, I think I'm funnier now sober than I was drunk. <laughs> all right. Because I can get the quick wit and I can, yeah. you know what, it, 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 I can hold on to those memories and I can have those deep conversations that I couldn't before. And yeah. the light, the lights weren't dimming anymore. I was in it and I was talking mm -hmm. and, and, and through this, you know, it's people that I, that I went this past week and I just came yesterday again for uh, the third time and the husband, you know, and I know that, that people don't mean it at all in, in a bad way. And I really want to stress this, but he asked me, he goes, I feel bad because you're not drinking. And I said, you know, honey, don't feel bad because I'm not drinking. You're looking at it from the, from the 
from the wrong way. I'm not, uh, and I wrote this, and it was, I realized I wasn't walking out of hell. I was walking into heaven. I know, didn't, I knew what was in hell and what the hell that I put myself through. And now I'm walking in heaven. I, you know, feel better. I'm a better person. I'm a better decision maker. I'm a better communicator. I'm a better wife. I'm a better mother. I'm a better person all around. I, you know, because I was maybe, and at the time, and I didn't realize it, because I was chasing constantly the, the drink the next day because you're hungover, you're cranky as fuck, and I had to work. And so who was I going to lash out? I was going to lash out my coworkers. I worked right. with my husband, and I would probably come off as, what's wrong with this chick? Mm-hmm. And now that I've been, now that, that I'm, you know, more, you know, more past 90 days going on four months now, it, there's so much clarity that when that, that doesn't happen anymore. And I have such a much better relationship that when they're cranky or something happens, it doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't. And the other thing that um, you, that I learned from you, which I wouldn't have learned from coaching was you always told me in the alcoholic mind, our mind wanders to the future so much and anguishes over the, the future. And mm-hmm. you, you told me sometimes you create that in order to justify drinking again mm-hmm. because you're so anxious. So you, you drop and yes. you're like, oh my God. So, so the mind will be very tricky and it'll try to create it. And you said, you would tell me, all we have is now. We'll have to figure it out tomorrow. All we have is today, Viv. And you would go through the worst case scenarios that I was terrified of and we would break it down. And in that conversation that I said, and I said, well, when you put it like that, Heather, then I'm scared (laughs) about that. Well, you know, you were like hilarious. And it's true. Mm -hmm. And it's just these things that are built up in our mind because Mm -hmm. these are new ways of being. These are new feelings that we've never felt. Why? Because when we began to feel the feelings of being scared, bored, angry, maybe you're, you know, for the single people, because I know what it's, what it's like being single. I, I was single and going on that date and not being able to feel, um, you know, be able to talk freely or easily with someone. Right. And I, th- and I thought, okay, well, let me have a shot of tequila. My type of business is client-based and I, it's relationships with clients. And I never thought that I needed a drink in order to connect with my clients, but I do see the difference of the connections, not only with my clients, but with the people around me in, in my, you know, with my boss, with, um, you know, the people, just everybody around me. I have more gratitude every day. I look at things a little bit different things are brighter mm-hmm. you know i was i was sitting out uh at the terrace where so many times i had drank and gotten sloshed and there uh, at this resort and i'm just sitting there and at the end of the night we were walking i was telling my husband did you see this view how beautiful it is and we just stood there and he's like yeah isn't it mm-hmm. and and it's just you know it's it, it's like i said you're not letting go of anything. You're gaining so much more. Mm-hmm. 
and it's scary. It is scary because you don't know any different. It, it, it's, it's when I try, when, when that person has told me, you know, how does it feel? I feel bad because you don't drink. And I said, well, how can I tell you what drinking, what alcoholism is? If let's say you have never seen the rain and felt the rain on your skin, how would I feel? How would I explain that to you? How do you know? You would never know what alcoholism and what it feels like to feel so anxious, so shameful. So what did I do? And not know what person your family is going to get that night. Are they going to get the happy drunk? Are they going to get the, 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 the inner child that's so broken and starts crying, mm -hmm. you know, over things that happened 20 years ago? Yeah. Uh, who, that's not only for you, for everyone around you. So it's, it's making those constant new memories. And I'm like, how, you know, how, how, why would I miss that? Yeah. What a beautiful testimony, Viv. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing. You've you. answered all the questions that everybody has about how do you do this? How do you let go? How do you let go of shame? How do you have fun? What do you drink? What do you tell people? And why would I want to do it? And, you know, scheduling that first complimentary call with me, like set the universe in your favor. That set the momentum. You then wanted to get sober so you could do that call with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. from there, I mean, you have taken this and I have been able to hold a mirror, but you have done the work. You have felt the feelings, you know, I know you use a lavender bath and exercise and berries and whipped cream and all these things to self-soothe, <laughs> tune in, mm -hmm. take care of yourself. And you're not missing out on a thing. You're like, you're alive. And I love how you say like, the lights are on somebody's home your eyes aren't dead anymore you're you look at the sunrise you look at the sunset you're funnier with your friends <laughs> you're having more fun it's guilt-free no shame healthier happier able to handle the tough times too you know mm -hmm. you are able to overcome and your confidence has grown and it's been an absolute honor to witness your growth i am so grateful to be your coach Thanks. I'm so happy you wanted to share and we could do this so you could just so everyone can see truly yeah. how beautiful it is. And you're yeah. just a beautiful, your whole testimony is so beautiful and inspirational. And it's really, really brave to share. So well, well thank, thank you. you. Yeah, I just want to say anyone out there, Heather is amazing. She's, she is amazing more than I could express. I will honestly you know, just, I, I, I can't say enough about you with the way that you've had, the way that you've handled me in the sense of giving me peace in the moments that I couldn't be peaceful with myself. And you giving me thought, you giving me m moments to actually just think it through and calmed me and soothed me in so many different ways and left me thinking and left me with questions. And maybe at the moment, I didn't get what, what you were trying to say, but you replay it. And then your subconscious mind starts saying, this is what she meant. This is what she did. And it takes someone that has been through it to understand it. And if you, you know, if, if you hadn't been through it and hadn't been so brave, there's no way I could be as brave as you. You set the oh. example. 
Thank oh, you. We're in it together. Thank you. And thanks to everyone watching. I'm going to save this on my feed. Um, I know everyone in your circle is so proud of you too, Viv. I can see their comments. So it's good to have a support system and um, others will get to watch this. So I look forward to talking to you again soon. Okay. Bye. Love you. Mwah.